Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. To the bar, come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast! The living bread, and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities, and the burbs, and every person we meet. This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the of reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building right back in here another tuesday super excited as always to be coming through your speakers through your earbuds wherever you listen to the bar we're grateful that you're listening and i love to start every show by thanking the listeners man appreciate you guys rocking with your boy Dwayne for this many years man four years and counting we've been doing the bar podcast and we're just grateful man uh just all the great things that came out of it and like I do every week, I bring you an awesome guest. This guest I've known for a good while. We've been Facebook friends. You know, nowadays, social media friends are a lot closer than like real life friends nowadays, man. Like I'm cooler with so many people I've never met face to face than I am with people that I grew up with. So uh, this brother is, is right in that category, man. I have on none other than Mr. Eric. How you doing today, sir? I'm good, brother. How you doing? Hey, man, I am blessed. I'm good. Glad to have you here, man. Um, glad we was able to make this happen, brother. And um, I always like to give the guests kind of a quick moment to give the listeners like a background, like a uh, tell a little bit about yourself. You got the space to do that right here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah. Just a little bit about me. Um, my name is Eric Muldrow. I am a former police officer with the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. I have a tw over 20-year law enforcement background completely. I worked the prison system in Indiana. Uh, shout out to anybody who's from Gary, Indiana. I used to work out uh, or in the Chicago area. I used to work at Westville Correctional Center back in the 90s when it was actually like a real prison, when it was a maximum security facility. That's where I got my start in law enforcement after, after leaving the Army. And in uh, in 92. And so fast forward to 96, I started working for the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department in the local county jail. And then in 06, I transferred out to the patrol side of the house where I worked as a firearms a defensive tactics an active shooter instructor, uh, gang officer, counter um, counterintelligence officer or terrorism liaison officer, to be specific. And. In 2014, I, I was able to retire. And uh, the most important part about all of this is uh, before I get to what I did post-retirement in 2010, I, I the Lord graciously saved me. I lived most of my life as a hypocrite, uh, saying that I was born again, but living in complete and utter rebellion to him. But in 2010, the Lord got a hold of me. 
And man, since then, my life has been radically transformed. So now in 2014, after retiring from the police, I just started seeing so much discussion and happenings about law enforcement. And so many people started have were asking questions, mainly around the uh, Freddie, uh, not Freddie Gray. It was before that. It was the Eric Garner case. That's when people, I would say even before that, if you want to talk about Trayvon Martin, but in, the, in particularly talking about the police, the uh, Eric Garner case. And I, I just started trying to share my voice on Facebook. And then I had a amazing opportunity from Will and Mickey Addison, uh, from Aaron Addison's. They had a great opportunity to go on their show and start talking about policing after the Dallas shooting, when all those officers got gunned down in Dallas. And man, it's it, it, ever since then, it just started billowing to the point to in 2018, I just said, man, I need to take my, my training, my experience, my voice to a greater, a bigger platform if possible. And I started doing Code Red Conversations in 2018. It's a little hit or miss at times, especially trying to deal with YouTube and the struggles thereof. But uh, man, it's been growing consistently over the last, in particularly over this last year or so, things have been happening. I've had tremendous opportunities to speak on on, on larger and larger platforms and just and help the general public understand the issues when it comes to policing. Right, right, yeah. Hope that and, wasn't too long-winded, bro. No, no, that was it, man. This is podcasting, and you know, the number my listeners know, the number one rule about podcasting is you do whatever you want. There's no boss. Like, we can, right, right. We can do as long as we want. You're good. No, no, no. No cap, like the young folks say, no cap. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, you know, what I love, um, you know, because I actually, I think I found you through Virgil, you know, and I was already kind of, you know, Christian brother, you know, you're already rocking, whatever. Um, right. But what I love about your your perspective uh, and, you know, your voice is it comes from a Christian perspective. Like there's a lot of people that have really good, you know, they can analyze, they have the police background, whatever, but it all for you, it, the undertone is you are a believer, you know? And so that's, that's why you're almost like the immediate person that I, you know, that I, that I jumped to. Um, so Speaking about, you know, red code and, and, um, code and red. I said, code red. I'm sorry, code red, code red, like the drink. Code red conversation. Code red. mix up. You're the only one. A lot of people get that mixed I up. I bet. Man. I bet. I bet. So speaking of, speaking of code red, man. Um, so, uh, you talked about like, uh, when, what first got you involved in, in the, the conversation and putting the content out there. Um, and you talked about it being hit or miss with YouTube. I think a lot of people don't understand what you have to deal with with YouTube and dealing with these kind of issues, man. So get into that a little bit, just for those that are listening that might be trying to get into that or, you know, dealing with YouTube. T- talk about some of the struggles we had with that. That It's a good co- topic to discuss this week in particular, because I've had <laughs> two issues this week where I put up, when you put up content from a Christian conservative perspective, mm-hmm. and which we know just, it, unless you're living under a rock, you know that that's not what the mainstream media wants to hear. If mm-hmm. you come with any type of non-woke perspective, <laughs> man, you about to get shut down. So I don't know if it's YouTube. I mean, I know it's Google. I know they mm-hmm. got, you know, they're playing a big role in it. And then every time I posted a video this week discussing the Jacob Blake case, uh, the Jacob, Jacob Blake shooting, I had someone immediately flag it and complain about it. 
Mm. And then I then I get some pushback from YouTube. And because you're dealing with topics, like I said, man, as long as you're going against the popular mainstream narrative out there, you're going going to deal with people who are trying to suppress your voice. Mm -hmm. It is a it is a present true and present reality. Mm -hmm. I and I'm talking not just from what I've seen other creators have to deal with. Well, I'm talking about just from the things that I'm presenting, because the one video where I really go point by point through the dispatch call, the radio trap, police radio traffic on the Jacob, uh, Jacob Blake case. Mm-hmm. I break it down. I present examples of shootings where officers allowed suspects to get back to their vehicle. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up getting gunned down. One of them died on the scene because he was kind of nonchalant about it. I want people to understand that. I am first of all, I don't say that cops are always in the right. Right. If anyone's familiar with any of my content out there, mm-hmm. all you have to do is watch a couple of videos and you'll see me railing on cops with, for using bad tactics mm-hmm. or even sometimes just being rude and disrespectful unnecessarily. Right. And right. that and that falls back on what I've I tried to carry on throughout the course of my law enforcement career. I didn't always do it right. There were some days they caught me, they caught me slipping, caught me on a bad day. I get ignorant out there just like anybody. <laughs> but when it's all said and done, you have to, it, it, I was always brought back to, especially once the Lord saved me, especially then. And even when he, I wasn't saved, when I was living in the world, mm-hmm. I always had to deal with my conscience. My conscience mm-hmm. was always there, tell, which, which which always told me right from wrong. But, right. but to wrap up what you were saying about the uh, social media, Man, there's just such a push out there to to quiet those of us out there who who think a little bit differently. And mm-hmm. it's just really unfortunate. But man, you know what? I know what I'm doing is a good thing. Right. I, I, I try to keep my my personal opinion out of it and just right. give the facts from my with my background, my experience to and and hopefully that'll help the general public view these issues in a more rational way manner because it's su- it's such an inflammatory and emotional topic exactly yeah no that's so true and i'm glad you addressed that man um you know and that's one thing that right now on podcasting that's the issue we don't have to deal with um because the total post and distribute you know is up to the content you know creator and then right. uh because there's so many there's nobody policing it you know like like mm-hmm. with youtube you know, reviews. Yeah, you might somebody can write a bad review, but it's not like like with YouTube and uh, even Facebook. So uh, that, that's that's a that's very very uh, enlightening um, and disappointing. You know, because like you said, conservative Christian. You know, they're trying to trying to quiet our voice. And so what that means is you just need more people liking and sharing your content. So uh, everybody, that's, <laughs> everybody that's listening need to subscribe, like, share content. Um, but so, you know, you kind of touched on the the Jacob Blake. And and again, I don't know when this show is going to air. Um, but, you know, f- you know, when you rewind back to just a few months ago, you know, we had George Floyd, um, you know, the George Floyd incident. And uh, and you even talked about that. I remember you, you know, can you talk about B-Railing the cops? He was talking about bad taxi- tactics with that incident and things like right. that. Um, but I kind of went in a circle. But what I wanted to say was, unfortunately... And we talk about this on Just Thinking because we live in a sinful world. Mm. This topic is always going to be a topic, you know, like very true. 
Yeah, like we're talking about Jacob Blake now. By the time this show drops, it may be another name that everybody want to say their name, you know, whatever. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> you know, so, and that's why I think it's so important what you do. So um, talk about the process, man. Um, you know, when, when something happens, because everybody, we, we usually get the narrative, like, you know, man breaks up a fight, shot in the back by police. How do you, what process do you take to kind of gather information, you know, think about it, analyze it? What, what's that process like for you? Uh, you know, excellent question, my man. Uh, the first thing I try to do is just sit back and watch the video or whatever information is out there. If it's an, and, and I'll, I'll watch the video, I'll watch it multiple times mm-hmm. and try to find any issues there. I'll see if there's any other information out there. And one thing that I always try to do when you go just talking about the day and age we're living in, when you go and do a Google search, Usually the first main pages you get are people who share a certain perspective, a very mm-hmm. liberal perspective. You see CNN, you'll see NPR, you'll see uh, I, I could go um, I can go on and on. You can see you'll see who, who else is out there. Vox, you'll see people like that reporting MSNBC. So I'll keep scrolling. I'll, I'll read what they have to put out. And then I'll keep scrolling. Now, I'll read a couple articles and then I'll try to find local news agencies, because a lot of times the local news agencies report they a lot of them still care about journalism and they try to be honest. And and a lot of times you'll get a lot of facts that you won't get from some of your more mainstream media outlets. And then I'll see if there's anything on on a more conservative leaning site. So I'll try to get all different perspectives and. And then I'll frame it based on, okay, knowing what I know when it comes to use of force laws, Graham versus Connor, Tennessee versus Garner, and those are some, those are case laws, Supreme Court case laws that address the issues involving a police use of force, whether it's a just a general use of force or whether it's a deadly force encounter. So if anyone wants to be knowledgeable about this topic, I highly recommend you do a few research, a little bit of research on those individual cases that I just mentioned. But, and that's pretty much my 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 uh, method of going about examining the information. And, and sometimes I want to be one of the first ones to address mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, this is what we know right now. Mm. This is the information we have right now. And here are a few things you should consider before coming to a conclusion. Because I'm working on some content right now, today, as a matter of fact, one of the things I'm going to address is the fact that how oftentimes we've been fed a a perspective as this is the way it went down, yep. a definitive response. Yep. But then you keep going as the days progress, we find out that it was nothing like that. Jesse Smollett, I mean, mm. what, <laughs> Bubba Sparks, uh you know, uh, the uh, Michael Brown case, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Stephen Clark case, all mm-hmm. these topics. And I know there are a lot of people out there who are probably hearing some of these me mention some of these names and they believe take the take Michael Brown. They believe mm-hmm. they still believe that the hands up, don't shoot was a thing literally happened. Right. Yeah. But no. the and I always point this out, the the department, there were multiple investigations on this Mm -hmm. case. There was a local police, there was a state police, and there was the Eric Holder 
from the Obama administration led Department of Justice investigation, which found that Darren Wilson was justified in shooting in the shooting of Michael Brown and that Michael Brown had tried to take his gun from him, battered mm-hmm. him and was running at him when he got shot. And what there was no and the individual. All you have to do is pull up the DOJ report, the Department of Justice report on the Michael Brown shooting, and you'll find out that almost half of the information that we got firsthand was complete spin, lies, mm-hmm. fabrications, and these people admitted it. And then you have to deal with the DNA evidence. So mm-hmm. I'm working on a video that addresses the the fact that we are we can get so caught up in what we see on TV and what we're told that we mm-hmm. just believe it so blindly, but yet there've been t- time and time again, it comes to find out that that's not how it went down. And I'm hoping that if I put out a video or, or a discussion dealing with that topic, me and my little, my small circle of influence can have a few people just say, you know what? He's right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. seriously, the yeah. Michael Brown case was a lie. Yeah. What the heads up. Don't shoot was a lie. Stephen Clark, was coming towards the police with something in his hand, pointing it, pointing it in the direction of the police when he got shot. There's video footage that shows that, and there's so and, and it goes which goes along with the the police information. And you name the cases that once as time goes on, they just change. And unfortunately, we're in a, a time and day where day and age where everything is about ethnicity, your skin mm-hmm. color. Mm-hmm. It is so prevalent. So anytime a black man or black person has a, a negative contact with the police, it becomes headline news. Oh, yeah. And and people and it seems to be it seems as if it happens every day, all the time. There's a video out there that somebody put, posts. I think it was like uh, from Prager U or somewhere along the lines where they just do some on the street interviews. They're talking to some of these young cats mm-hmm. and there's this former police officer and uh, uh, another guy out there. And they, they ask some of these young people, how often, how many people you think got killed by the police? How many black men got killed by the police? And some people say, like last year and some mm-hmm. people say, Oh, like 20,000. <laughs> and then another, for real, man. Another person says like, Oh, like, 500, 3,000. Mm. I mean, I'm talking about unarmed. And the question was unarmed. Yeah. And they're talking like 20,000, like what, like uh, a thousand, 5,000. They're oh. throwing out all these outlandish numbers and they pull back and they say, no, actually, it was like somewhere in the neighborhood, like 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even those are questionable because being unarmed doesn't necessarily mean that you can't still be a potentially deadly threat, depending right. on the, the physical characteristics and, and, then, and the ability that the suspect in comparison to the officer has, there's mm-hmm. so many factors that can weigh into it, but we are, we hear the, the, the media push a narrative to the point to where we think that, man, these cops are out here indiscriminately gunning down black folks every single day. And it's not even close to that. So yeah. uh, once again, man, I, I, I try to be a voice. I try to be a voice yeah. that uh, offers a, a different perspective. Yeah, no, and it's needed, man. It's needed. Um, you know, just like you said, you you cover so much in that times, man. Like like you talked about right. people that jump to conclusions and people that you know just think these outlandish numbers. You know, LeBron said that we're scared, and I, oh, I, I, who's scared? Like <laughs> you you six eight, 
200 and like what are you scared of like really so and 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 is 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 very unfortunate um you know and he's got so much influence oh man because yeah. of his position and it really it, it concerns me guys like that it concerns me because they they have so much influence so much power you they they tweet something they mm-hmm. they say something everybody is listening yep. and there's so much danger because yep. you put you Continue to push that narrative about how evil the cops mm-hmm. are. There's no mm-hmm. such no good that a cab all cops are bad and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. They push that narrative, you know, in other ways they interpret it also. You know, right. you keep pushing that out there. What you're going to have are brothers who consistently, when they when they are stopped, one they have an attitude. Yep. Two, yep. they may be have a higher likelihood of being combative, or yep. they may have a higher likelihood of running. And mm-hmm. so you combine those factors, the resisting factor in this whole mix, that's something that is almost okay. never spoken about. Mm-hmm. If all, and I want to say this clearly, brother, really? before we even Do get it. going, is I'm not saying that these cats deserve to die. I'm not, not saying that. But mm-hmm. if you look at it all the way, if you look at Eric Garner, Freddie Gray, um, Stephen Clark, Alton Sterling, even George Floyd, mm-hmm. to some degree, uh, Rayshard Brooks, Jacob Blake, all what do they all have in common? They all yeah. resisted in mm-hmm. some shape or form yep. or were committing a crime. Yep. yep. Once again, I'm not saying that it correlates to them needing to die. Right. But if you are compliant when you come in contact with an officer, you and aren't breaking the law when you come in contact with the officer, you astronomically reduce the chances of any harm, period, right. Right. coming to you. A lot right. of folks don't want to hear that. It ain't popular to say, but that's real. That's the reality of it. it is. All you have to, yeah, all you have to do, and if you don't, and I say this all the time, if you don't like the way the officer treated you, you feel as if your rights have been violated. There are options that you have, yep. powerful yep. options. Going yep. to internal affairs is yep. real. I yep. don't know any cop that wants to go to internal affairs. I know yep. when I got called there, I'm like, oh, man, what are they <laughs> going to say about me? What I do now? And you're right. trying to think about something you might have said to somebody yep. or did, yep. and you're mm-hmm. going through it. I've seen cops lose their job. Mm-hmm. I know I got boys, dudes that were my boys that went to prison. Cops mm-hmm. went yep. to prison for violating other people's rights, for breaking the law. So you have options out there as a citizen in this world. It isn't as bleak and dark as as a lot as everyone likes to tell you. You right. have opportunities, you have options, and you can have contact with the police and walk away and be totally yeah. fine. It's real. Yeah, no, that's you're preaching, brother. If, if this is just thinking, I put a B3 on there, man. You preach it. Yes, sir. Man, no, I'm so passionate about this topic, man. Real, I'm tired man. of seeing brothers out there dying, man, unnecessarily. Yeah, no. That's facts, man. That's facts. All right, man. So right here, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Pastor Chris Hernandez. And this is Jimmy De Los Santos. And we're your boys from SolarCast. We're just a couple of average guys who came out of the charismatic movement to a reformed understanding of theology. That's right. Catch us with a new episode every Tuesday morning on all the platform networks, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and the like. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Sola underscore cast. Also search for us on Facebook, like the page, share the page. Let's get to the meat. Let's do it. All right, we're back in here with my brother Eric, man, and um, he just got finished preaching, so we're about to take up an offering. Uh, your, your love gift to his PayPal or his Cash App, we can put it in the show notes. <laughs> oh man, but listen, man, this is um, the the backside of the show, man, where I kind of lighten it up a little bit, um, right. and I give you the bar signature questions. These are three questions I ask all of my guests. First right. signature bar question is. What kind of music do you listen to? Oh, man, bro. I listen to it all, man. And uh, I'm not going to just give you the nice biblical response. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm be real hard, with you, man. man. I mean, let it ride. Hey, I love my gospel music. I love my Christian hip hop. In particular, in particular, the lyrical theology type. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I love that. Love, man, that's me 100%. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, but then at the same time, when when I'm chilling out at home, like mm-hmm. every Sunday, like when we're cooking a big meal at the mm-hmm. at the crib, me and the family, I gotta do some of the old school R and B. You know, yeah, we gotta throw on some Marvin and some Teddy P, and Amen. all the way up until about the '90s. And then after the uh, after the early 2000s, I, especially once the Lord got hold of me, I, I I can't tell you much of anything as far as this modern <laughs> music. I ain't got, I got nothing. I got nothing for you, man. But I'm I old guess. school. I'm I'm old head, man. I'm old school. I love it. I love the old school music. Even rock. I'm at the gym. Yeah. I'm listening to some old school, Def Leppard. I listen to all that kind of stuff, man. I got you, man. No, that's, that's a good answer. All <laughs> right. So next uh, signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading? Oh, that's a good one, man. Right now, I'm in, uh, there's a book on, I think it's titled Understanding Genesis by Jason Lyle. Nice. I'm reading I'm reading through that book, and man, that's a, that's an excellent book. I'm skimming through my Kindle real quick to let you know yeah. exactly what I'm, what I'm, wor- what I'm working on right now. But definitely the Jason Lyle book, I'm reading a book on, on mindset. It's about mm-hmm. it's by Carol Dweck. It's a book that talks about the growth mindset and the fixed mindset as far as goal achieving and being mm-hmm. successful in life. Excellent, excellent book. And it's another one of those 
eat the meat, spit out the bones, because sometimes they get into the whole evolutionary psychology type stuff. So I, right. I just dismiss, dismiss that nonsense. And, uh, you know, I'm working my way through a book titled Lethal Force and the Objectively Reasonable Officer. Gotcha. And that direct and that directly ties into everything that I do with yep. Code Red Conversations, and it yep. reminds me of some of the laws that uh, that are go are, that involve an officer's decision making on the spot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it, man. Those I, you know, I'm always in books, man. The, you know, the family's always on me. Every time you turn around, I got another book coming in the house. And all that <laughs> kind of stuff. So, I'm trying to ease up a little bit, you know, to make everybody happy. But yeah, man, I'm a I'm a big time reader. That's good, man. That's awesome. All right. Last signature bar question is what podcasts or sermons do you listen to? Oh, man. I'm big with uh, the dividing line with James mm-hmm. White. Love listening to his content. It's uh, He played a big role in the Lord saving me. Actually, the biggest role, I, 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 biggest ministry the Lord used was the Living Waters yeah. with Ray Comfort. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm telling you, I, I sat back and I used to just watch those episodes, those shows, just because I love the man on the street interviews. Mm-hmm. But man, but after watching so many episodes and seeing that over and over again, the Lord used that law and gospel presentation to just mm. just beat a brother up. And, you know, <laughs> and a few months into it, man, I was on my knees just asking myself the question: If I died today, would I be mm-hmm. uh, in heaven or hell? Mm-hmm. And if if God was to judge me. By my law breaking, would I be innocent or guilty? And I felt I was so broken and convicted that, uh, man, I had no other choice I, but seek him and surrender to him. Right. So, yeah, I love uh, what Ray and the them brothers do with Living Waters and the, the Way of the Master. I'm big time, as I said, the dividing line. And what else do I listen to? Uh, oh, man, you know. The whole bar setup, man. You know, <laughs> you, know you and Daryl and Virgil. I got to meet, got a chance to do a uh, conference with them in February, yeah. mm-hmm. and man, just getting to meet them and chop it up. And and I and I'm big with uh, Abe and Abra, the Hamilton Corner, and yep. and Aaron the Addison. Those are like the main ones that I listen to. I got pretty you. consistently. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a dope list, man. Well, listen, I appreciate you coming on the show, brother. Um, I always like to end off by giving you an opportunity to kind of close us out any words of encouragement, let them know where to find you, and then we'll be out of here. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube at Code Red Conversations. I'm also on Instagram under the same title and on Facebook under the same title. And things are growing there very quickly. And you can find me, Eric, Eric L. Muldrow, on Facebook. And our word of encouragement, man, We sometimes we can live in, it seems like we're living in such dark days and there's so much hatred and animosity out there. We always have to understand that God is sovereign. He is in control. And none of this is taking him by surprise. Mm-hmm. And for any the, anybody out there, just understand that everything you see on TV ain't necessarily the way it is. Good deal. That's words of wisdom for sure. <laughs> so uh, appreciate you again, Eric, coming on the show, man. Um, definitely been 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 a fun ride. 
and uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube, follow them on Facebook, all of that good stuff. We'll definitely have it in the show notes. To the Bar listeners, appreciate you guys tuning in to your favorite podcast, The Bar Podcast, coming out every Tuesday. Make sure you go to thebarpodcast.com, check out all the old episodes, and then go to the tab and hit the network. Check out all the episodes or all the podcasts in the network. Also, go to thebargear.com and pick you up some bar gear. Until next time, you guys, God bless, and we are out. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there